Welcome to Changed for Good, Life Elevated Through Christ with LSI Studios. In this podcast, we explore the ways in which Jesus Christ can make a lasting and elevated change in our lives. Because of Him, we can become more than we were and also receive grace for where we are on our journey. I'm your host, Britta Benyon. Okay, today I have Elder Lewis and his wife, Sister Lewis, here. And they are visiting our um, our stake for a conference. So thank you for coming in and taking a moment to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. We are grateful to be here. And we also go by John and Lucinda Lewis. We have lived in Gilbert for 38 years and have occasionally come up to the Prescott area and just love it up here. It oh, is so awesome. beautiful. Yes. Especially and thank you summer. for your names. I don't know them. <laughs> the first yeah. names very well. So thank you for, for letting us know that. Sorry, what did you say? Especially the summer is beautiful up here. Oh, absolutely. We escape the heat. Yeah, exactly. It's hot down there. It's hot down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I actually grew up in uh, Mesa, which is not too far from Gilbert. Yeah. So I get the, uh, the heat contrast. Um, why don't we jump in then with a little bit about uh, your background, maybe where you guys grew up, and I guess whatever you want to share leading in um, about your lives. We um, met in Provo, Utah in high school. Oh. Awesome. And that's where I grew up, and Sister Lewis can comment on where she grew up. Okay. And I then uh, we, we did some dating. And she it was, was my first date. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Well, that's neat. Yes, when I turned 16. <laughs> And okay. it was just a glorious experience to date <coughs> Lucinda. And she had a lot of others that were interested in dating her. And so I served a mission and returned home. And a year later, we were married. And that was in 1980. And we have been blessed uh, with experiences in uh, Houston, Texas for three years. And it was 1985 when we moved to Arizona in the Gilbert, Arizona area. Uh, as I mentioned, it has been our home for a while. Yeah. And in Gilbert, um, we raised eight children, and we now have 23 grandchildren. The eight children um, are scattered. Two are still in Arizona. The rest are in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. In the Gilbert uh, adventures, uh, uh, many different things happen and grew up with the family. It was a great place to raise the family, and the gospel was a key part of raising the family. Mm-hmm. I had the chance to serve our church as a state president. Mm -hmm. And after uh, I finished that assignment, was um, able to serve as the mayor of Gilbert for two terms. That -hmm. gave me a chance to interact with the faith groups in Gilbert. And there were typically, I would have numbers of of about 100. Mm -hmm. And so appreciated the chance to have that interaction. We'll, We'll comment on that. But... Where did you grow up, Sister Lewis, Sister Lucinda? I think I'm still growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Seattle, Washington. My dad was a Ph.D. student in chemical engineering. Then he got a job in Redlands, California with Lockheed Propulsion Company. And my most of my elementary years were spent there, and I loved that time of my mm-hmm. life. I loved Redlands and the neighborhood we lived in and the members, and that's where I was baptized, so that's meaningful to me. And then my dad, um, BYU, wanted him to come and teach. And so we moved to Provo. And we were together in junior high, but I we didn't know each other then. Mm-hmm. But his dad was my state president. And when we went on our first date, I didn't realize that 
he belonged to my state president's family. I didn't wow. realize that until <laughs> a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we finished our college years at BYU and moved on to Houston. As we think about our Savior Jesus Christ, there would be many feelings and emotions, and I had a special experience when I was very young attending church on Sundays and had a family that was very gospel-centered and focused on our Savior Jesus Christ, but in, in a Sunday setting, which in our church we call primary, mm -hmm. um, might be equivalent to a Sunday school environment in some churches, but I was maybe six or seven years of age, and my primary teacher in a lesson said in a very tender way, John, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And she said it in a way that it just filled my heart with joy. And in the room where all of the younger children met on Sundays was a picture of the Savior where children were at his side and he was loving them. And mm -hmm. I would look at that painting every week that I was attending and what my teacher said to me came back, that Jesus loves me. And that stayed with me. It, when it was time to be baptized member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that was done in the name of Jesus Christ. When I received the priesthood uh, at age 12, that was in the name of Jesus Christ. When we were married in the temple, mm -hmm. that was in the name of Jesus Christ. And so... Um, Jesus Christ became a key part of our lives, and then as parents, we've tried to continue to have family prayer and scripture reading so that we could keep ourselves focused on our Savior, Jesus Christ. I have always had an abiding testimony of a loving Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, who loved me. It was partially, I think, because of my parents and how they instilled in us um, a desire to love them back. But it wasn't until I was in college at BYU and dancing with international folk dancers and in Europe when I came to understand how much they love all of their children. And that was a really sweet experience for me. And I've read this scripture many times, and I don't, do you want me to read it? Yeah. So it's found in Alma 26, uh, verse 37. It's the very last verse of the, of the chapter. And it says, We see now that God is mindful of every people, whatsoever land they may be in. Yea, he numbereth his people and his bowels of mercy over all the earth. Now this is my joy and my great thanksgiving. And I will give thanks unto my God forever. Amen. We've come... Well, he served in Japan. When you serve a people, you you love them. Mm -hmm. We we served together in Cambodia. We, when you serve, you love. Hopefully, like the Savior and Heavenly Father do, with that kind of charitable love. And we have a son. Our youngest is from Mozambique, Africa. So we've had opportunities to be there for me many times, and it's it is so true. He wants his children to return, and the Savior. His atonement is the way. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, we, before we began, we were talking about how, you know, the 
focus of this podcast is Christ and how we're trying to um, follow him and how we are changed by him and through him. And those are both beautiful examples of that, of how the Savior is somebody who um, changes us and mm-hmm. and reaches deep into our hearts and helps us not only love who we are and love ourselves, but love others around us. And we're, when you were speaking, I was thinking about um, not too long ago, attending a choir concert for my daughter. And um, there's all these kids that kept coming up on the stage, whether they were choir or band or whatever it was, or playing the um, guitar. And I just looked at them and I thought, oh my goodness, like I felt so much love for these kids, like all of these kids that were up there and how they're children of God, just like I am, and and how much love he has for them, just like he has for me and he has for all of us. Like it's it's such a beautiful reminder of how we're all one human family, how we're all in this together. And is there, um, I guess, is there another um, experience that either of you would like to share or something you want to touch on about how the Savior has changed you and how he's um, influenced your life? This year, the youth of our church are focused on a scripture in the New Testament, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 which says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And every time I hear that verse, it just gives me this powerful feeling in my heart Mm -hmm. of how true that is. And as I look over our lives um, with this wonderful companion to my side, Lucinda, uh, he has been what has strengthened not only me individually, but our family and those in our community as we've had a chance to to serve and do kind acts of service like our Savior would, uh, that has been some of the happiest moments that we've had. Mm. We had an opportunity to serve a church mission recently in the country of Cambodia. And there are many experiences there too related to the Savior that are very touching. And even as you shared that wonderful uh, thought that we are all children of a loving Heavenly Father. Any comments you wanted to share? Um, Two, I wanted to, this is one of my favorite verses. I think he mentioned in his talk tonight that we finished the Mm -hmm. book, um, Moroni chapter 10. Yes. uh, This week. And so we start over again. And that's the end of the Book of Mormon. That's the last chapter. Yes, the end of the Book of Mormon. The last book and the last chapter. Yes, and then we start over again. And I start with a new copy. And And I always use a paperback. And just for listeners, um, we love the Bible. Yes, we love the Bible. And the Bible (laughs) and the teachings of our Savior, Jesus Christ. uh, We also have strong feelings about the Book of Mormon, which is another testament of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that the Bible is the Word of God. And so, Sister Well, our membership this year, we're studying the New Testament. So this just talks about uh, Jesus' love for little children. And I've read this many times. And I just, I highlighted it. Got underlined and some stars here. (laughs) <laughs> and it says, and we weren't together when I was tending children in Utah, grandchildren. It says, I am filled with charity, which is everlasting love. Wherefore, all children are like unto me. Wherefore, I love little children with a perfect love. And they are all alike and partakers of salvation. He's referring to the baptism of little children in particular. Um, that it's um, not necessary until they're age eight. So, because they are, they cannot really sin. 
you're not yet accountable. So I, I love that he loves little children with a perfect love. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So my last thought probably for the evening would be um, I love the temple. Uh, in the early 70s, I was living in Provo, Utah, and they were building the Provo Temple. And my horse was only about a half a mile uh, corralled, well, in a stable a half mile from the where they were building the temple. And I was sitting I was sitting on the saddle of my horse and watching the construction one Saturday morning. And I had that desire to visit every temple in the world. Hmm. There were 13. Oh. That's still my goal, to, to visit those original 13. There, I haven't visited two of the 13. Hmm. I didn't have the vision that there would be 300 as of today, either built uh, in the process or um, announced. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that concept, but (laughs) I love the temple, and it's because I attend as often as I can, and it's his holy house, a place of peace. They call it, I think Elder President uh, Nelson called it a university of learning, spiritual learning. And so that is... I can feel his presence, his influence there. Absolutely. And I love how you said that um, you have grown to love it because Uh you attend often. Uh Uh And I think that that is so important to understand. And I think it's true of anything. Yeah, everything, right? Like, Mm. I mean, having a relationship with a Savior means we're spending time with him. But I feel like that's so true from my Mm -hmm. experience um, with the temple is that the more I go, the more I love it. And Mm -hmm. the more... I can gain from it, and the more I'm um, blessed by it. And mm-hmm. so I love that um, that thought you shared there. Uh, and I feel, uh, real quickly, I want to ask you guys, if, is, is there anything you want to share that maybe was hard for you at, at any point in your life that, um, that the Savior helped you through? You shared that tonight. I don't know if you'd share it again. Your mission, that was hard for you. Mm-hmm. When... When I was called as a younger missionary, it was to Japan, mm-hmm. and it's a hard language to learn, and I did have some moments of discouragement thinking, I'll never learn this language, but the powerful experience that came was that uh, we can do all things through Christ, yeah. and that testimony kept me going that I, I could do it, and I could learn this language, and... Uh, faith in our Savior Jesus Christ can can help us perform miracles, and so that's what happened in my life. Yeah. Um, I just reference, as we did earlier, that later in life, and so this was just a few years ago, we were called as a mission president and companion to Cam- Cambodia. Mm-hmm. We did not know that language either, and so yeah. we had to exercise great faith, and it was hard. <laughs> But that was a, a very special experience in our lives uh, to serve our Savior, Jesus Christ. The country is probably 98% Buddhist. Buddhist. They, we learned a lot about Buddhism. It's a beautiful a, a religion. Beautiful religion. They have a good moral codes. Uh, family love. Family, <laughs> uh, unity, and uh, something that is a little bit of a challenge in their beliefs would be that if they did something wrong in this earthly experience and in, in what in their life right now, that they could not uh, repent of it or or make it better. 
that that meant in the next life they were going to come back as a well they could they could yes they're just they're three heavens and three hells and that's why they uh, there's a lot of ancestor worship and the people that are living try and help their ancestors Mm -hmm. so that they have a better outcome in the next round so yeah so what would happen when the message the gospel of jesus christ would be taught to individuals they would realize that because a redeemer of the world came, even Jesus Christ, that they could be forgiven of things they'd done, maybe incorrectly or bad in this earthly, in their current life. Mm-hmm. And it just brought them great joy and happiness because they realized that a savior had made it so that they could make changes right now and they wouldn't have to wait till the next life yeah and not only make changes right now but they can experience the joy of um having repented right now yes and it's not something they have to wait for or experience because now i've died and i you know now i can go to this heaven or whatever it is <laughs> but but they, they, it can be experienced now which is such a beautiful, it's a con- beautiful concept yes yes yeah and i think in summary as we think of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that he was born and he ministered and taught on the earth. As we have this wonderful document, The Living Christ, um, he walked the roads of Palestine, healing the sick, causing the blind to see, raising the dead. And he taught the truths of eternity that Before we came to this earth, we lived with heavenly parents Mm -hmm. and that we had great potential. And because he atoned for the sins of the world, a way was prepared that we might return to our heavenly father. As we read in the New Testament, that's what he said over and over again as he came to do the will of his father Mm -hmm. and part of that will is our heavenly father wants each of us back home. And that can happen because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, thank you. What a beautiful summary and testimony. And thank you both again for for your, sharing your testimonies and for sharing your light and your goodness. I mean, it's um, the world needs it. <laughs> and, and you're doing it here, and you've been doing it um, in different parts of the world. And as we, um, as we strive to keep following Christ, there's more, um, more of the darkness is dispelled. So I, I appreciate you and thank you both for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I want to thank our guest again for being here today. I pray that as you listened, the spirit whispered to you the specific actions you can take as you move forward in your daily life. I know Christ is there and that following those promptings will bring you closer to him and to lasting and elevated change. May God be with you in your journey. To find out more, visit us at lsistudios.com and to learn more about The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, visit comeuntochrist.org or reach out to us.